0: Hello everyone and welcome to That Time When, the comedy history podcast where we tell you about strange things that happened in history. My name's Amelia Edwards and with me as ever is my co-host Barnaby King.
1: Hello and we have our third co-host who's decided that it's too cold outside and he wants to join us for the recording. That is of course our rabbit Lombardi. How you doing boy? He is a silent partner.
0: He is, <laughs> unless he's chewing on things, in yeah, which yeah, case you true. will hear him.
1: Yes, yeah. So he's hopping around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, today, I want you to start off by imagining that you're at a high-class party in Russia in
1: 1698. Oof. I mean, there are are many reasons why this is a tricky thing to imagine at the moment, given that, you know, lockdown...
0: That's true. ...ain't having no
1: fancy 17th century Russian parties... (laughs) Right now.
0: Okay, well, to help you imagine it, um, the clothing that was largely being worn in Russia, even in high-class society at the time, tended to be robes and long, flowing beards.
1: Ooh, that sounds quite nice. It
0: sounds quite comfy. It's
1: very Jesus-y.
0: Yes, very much (laughs) that. There's lots of um, orthodox priests about Mm -hmm. because they had a lot of say. There's also some military people. Um, But again, we're going long beards. Yeah. This is going to be very important for your fancy party.
1: Okay. are we th- we're, th- we're thinking about, I imagine, quite neat beards, but they're long? Or are we talking like full Rasputin?
0: I think we're going the full Rasputin here. Or not quite full Rasputin, because Rasputin looks hideous and looks like his beard has been dragged through a sieve backwards yes um i think we're thinking more like those really big bushy beards like if you've ever seen any orthodox priests nowadays they do still tend to have big beards that kind of thing
1: okay cool yeah
0: okay so the drinks are flowing Vodka was still very popular in Russia back in the 1690s.
1: Stop being stereotypes of yourself, Russia.
0: I know, so much so that later on it was actually nationalised. Ah, oh, nice. And...
1: Was it everything in Russia, really? I- I'm talking <laughs> in the 1700s. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, fair enough.
0: And everyone's having an absolutely brilliant time because you're all celebrating the return of the Tsar, Pyotr Alexeyevich Romanov.
1: Ah, hello there, Tsar. Everything's good under a czar, right?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> well, this is a point in time where the czars were powerful, mm-hmm. but they weren't full authoritarian yet.
1: Okay. Is this uh, when you say Romanov? Mm-hmm. Is this part of that famous Romanov family?
0: It's those Romanovs, right. the ones who lasted all the way up until World War One.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well done, them.
0: I know. Well done, Romanovs. You're
1: giving the Plantagenets a run for their money. <laughs>
0: So, Piotr has been away mm-hmm. for two years doing a tour of Western Europe. Okay. And he's just come back. Now, the commander of the is in this party, there's various aides and diplomats, it's really high-flying people. Yeah. And so Piotr is wandering around the crowd, embracing his friends, you know, he hasn't seen them for ages, and he's pretty happy.
1: And then suddenly Jason Isaacs turns up. <laughs> What's a warrior got to do to get some lubrication round here?
0: <laughs> i mean that is how i imagine all military <laughs> russians is weirdly northern and
1: jason isaacs jason isaacs uh that is from the death of stalin if you don't know which is a great film
0: it is and possibly the only film that we've really watched about russian history uh, and yeah, culture i'd so. say
1: we tried to watch anastasia
0: <laughs> do you <Don't>, remember that <laughs> oh yeah so uh, to to make a point here, a lot of people yeah. do have a lot of enduring love for the film Anastasia, mm. so we shouldn't rag on it too hard. No. I w- the only problem yeah. is the beginning bit, which is the only bit you've watched.
1: Yes, the beginning bit, which starts with, every the peasants were really happy under the Tsar, mm-hmm. and it was Rasputin's evil magic that made them miserable.
0: Yeah, which is so bonkers, <laughs> because Rasputin was on the same side as the Tsar, yeah. but never mind, never mind. Yeah. Anyways, so... Piotr's wandering around, mm-hmm. embracing friends, yeah. seeming quite happy. Okay. Suddenly, he pulls out a barber's razor Oh! and starts shaving off the beards of all his friends with his own hands.
1: Thank God, I thought he was going to go full Sweeney Todd on their ass.
0: No, no, no. He <laughs> wants to get rid of the beards. Okay. Those long flowing beards, instantly gone.
1: That seems a bit presumptuous. Um, they probably don't want to get rid of their beards. They
0: definitely don't want to get rid of their beards. <laughs> what <a> it's dick. It's <laughs> an important part of, you know, Russian culture at the yeah. time. And it's also something that at this point in time, people believed you needed to have a beard in order to get into heaven if you were a man. Oh, okay. Um, but the thing is that he is the czar yeah and he's also six foot Oh.
1: Which... wow really yes really 17th century and he's six foot eight yeah Jesus I mean I know you're the czar and you probably don't have so many of the malnutrition issues but
0: no he was damn. a tall man um so those two things together you probably aren't going to put up that no. much of a fight
1: no fair enough take my beard
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so
1: can I have it back afterwards, though? <laughs> I'll put it... I'll, like, put it between two plates of glass and just have it up on a shelf somewhere. My beard, shaved off by the czar. <laughs> we remember ye. <laughs> that would be so grim. Oh, that would be a conversation starter. Why I... is that beard up on the wall? How are you affording
0: such magnificent glass? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true, actually. a Good point. Fair enough. We'll just nail it to a bit of wood.
0: Wonderful. <laughs> so, I'm sure you're wondering... Why is Peter the Great doing this? I mean, it had crossed my mind. And also, you might be thinking, what's the point? How come? What's going on? But I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory. Okay. So, Piotr is Peter the Great. Ah, I've heard of Peter the Great. What do you know about Peter the Great?
1: Nothing. I just know the name.
0: (laughs) It's a good name. I think there's something about people called the Great. They tend to get called it because they're empire builders. Yeah. And... That also tends to mean that some mad stuff happened during their reign.
2: Hmm.
0: So we've already done Charlemagne, yep. who counts as a the Great, even yep. though he's always in French. Yep. This one's Peter the Great. Okay. Russia gets to the Greats. Um, they also have Catherine the Great. I was going
1: to say, yes, there's Catherine as well.
0: We'll do Catherine at some point. We probably will, yeah. Um, I really need to see that film with her and Nick, H- um, Nick Hulton it.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: One of the reasons that Peter the Great is famous is because he proclaimed Russia an empire. Ah, okay. In 1721. Yeah. So he was ruler of Russia from... 1682 to 1725 right which was a really important time in terms of western europe because this was around the time that people started going through the enlightenment
1: ah right okay should we give a little explanation of what the enlightenment is of course so
0: for our listeners out there who aren't familiar with the enlightenment effectively before the enlightenment there is much more of a tendency to people for people to go with the Bible as it is written and not really question the world around them in a scientific light. Mm. You try and explain everything using God as the answer. Yeah. So we talked about this a bit before with things like um, how everything is a sign from God. Yeah. That's very pre-enlightenment thinking. Yeah. So... During the Enlightenment, people didn't necessarily get things right. No. But they were starting to develop the scientific method. Yeah. So you start to get people like Isaac Newton mm-hmm. and the discovery of gravity. Yeah. You start to get people who are much more interested in mathematics and geography and things like that. Yeah. This is really important because Russia was a little bit behind this Enlightenment thinking. It wasn't doing the same things as Western Europe. Okay. Um, now, The other reason Peter the Great is famous is because he tried to make Russia into a great power using the ideals of Western Europe because he saw all these people in Western Europe developing their empires and he said, you know what? We want to do that too.
1: Interesting. I wonder how he's kind of thought of in modern day Russia.
0: There is a lot of argument among historians about Peter the Great. Mm. So some people think he was amazing because he westernized russia and people tend to see westernization as modernization yeah um even back in the 1600s yeah um and some people think that he basically betrayed russia and held it back actually for many years because of some of his reforms
1: right i mean i'm more thinking about just at the moment uh what with everything being in a bit of state of upheaval i'm thinking Mm -hmm. about america places like china and russia are kind of looking at america and going hey do you see how rubbish western democracy is that is true
0: but peter the great wasn't a force for democracy Mm. so he was creating a western russia at the time when a lot of um, european countries were still pretty authoritarian in terms of their way of running things. So we were starting to get a little bit more democratic, Mm -hmm. but we hadn't got as far as the glorious revolution in England yet, which is how we got a constitutional monarchy. Yeah, Um, We hadn't got as far as the French revolution either, which is like the really big... Force for creating
1: democracy in uh, Europe. Yeah, yeah. And
0: we haven't had the American Revolution either yet.
1: Man, a lot happened in about a hundred years. It really
0: did. This was a really important <laughs> hundred years.
1: Jesus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough.
0: So, in terms of Peter the Great, he may actually have strengthened the power of uh, authority in Russia. Right. So, in terms of modern Russia, we tend to believe that Russia can only be ruled by like one strong figurehead yeah and i think that comes back to peter the great
1: to an extent
0: although Mm. people before him were building that as well
1: seems like mistake russia's bloody huge i know right one person managing all that jesus christ but you've
0: got to do that because otherwise it fractures
1: Uh, yeah yeah. at least
0: according to peter the great era thought (laughs) okay so um like oh the other thing that he did which is quite important Mm. is he built saint petersburg Oh, okay. So it hadn't existed at all before this time. But effectively, he captured some land from, I think, Finland or Latvia. Right. Um, one of the Baltic states, in any case. Mm,
1: one of the trembling trio from Italia.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so rude. Please watch Italia. <laughs> we didn't make this up. Okay. Um, or, uh, okay, so he's captured this land. Yeah. And he thought, this is the westernmost point of my empire. I want to be Western, so I'm going to build a capital city there. We're going to move away from Moscow. Yeah. Everything's going to be built in a European style. Yeah. And I think there's also a statue of him looking west.
1: Excellent. And he's also just like, what shall we call this? What should we call this? Well, we should should definitely name it after a saint. What's a good saint? Saint Peter. Mm. Mm, That's a good, strong name, isn't it? Yes, let's go with that. (laughs) Saint Petersburg, yes.
0: Yeah, Peter the Great cared a great deal about himself.
1: (laughs) Apparently so. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it takes a supreme amount of self-confidence to go around a party and just shave everyone. (laughs) yeah that's a mad sentence i just said i know have
0: you ever tried going around a party and shaving everyone so that they meet your
1: preferences i mean i will now i we (laughs) we know we've got some friends who've uh made some choices with their hair during lockdown Mm. Uh, i'm sure that we could just wander around and get the clippers out (laughs)
0: yeah i think that would do it okay so like i said he went on this tour of western europe this Mm -hmm. was called the grand embassy um for about one and a half years mm-hmm. and particularly he went to the Netherlands and England oh okay um, so there was a couple of reasons why he did this mm-hmm. it was partly because he wanted to take on the Ottoman Empire right. so he was looking for allies in Western Europe Okay. however this failed
1: spectacularly As because it always seems to with the Ottomans
0: I don't take on the Ottomans no
1: just, just leave it
0: wait just... for the Mongolians to do it <laughs>
1: Wow, that really is the answer, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I'm just thinking, I'm not sure I know of anyone who really, like, fared well against the Ottomans. Mm Because obviously famously you're thinking about, like, Constantinople falling. Yeah. And, yeah... Then the Mongols turn up and are like,
0: "Yeah, <laughs> let's I don't, get rid of all I don't all think this. any European powers have no. ever fared well against the Ottoman Empire. Um, any historians who listen along, shout out if you know a European mm. country that managed to defeat the Ottomans at yeah. all. Um,
1: Big ups to the Ottomans.
0: <laughs> it also failed because basically France was actually allied with the Ottoman Empire at the time.
1: Well, that's going to cause some frictions. You know what yeah. happens? Like <laughs> you turn up, like, you go to a friend's house, you start bad. Mouthing another Mm -hmm. friend and it's like oh god they're doing this awful thing aren't they awful and then your friend is like that's my best friend you're talking about there it's like oh shit oh (laughs) no i've got to leave uh netherlands come over here exactly
0: (laughs) and also austria really wanted to do a lot more western wars so we're trying to keep the east peaceful (laughs) so they're like no they've seen
1: what's been going on there they're like we're not gonna win
0: Um, so he failed to get any help in the Ottoman Wars, but he did learn an awful lot. Okay, um, particularly about new technology and shipbuilding. Um, so he actually became almost an intern. At the okay. shipyards of the Dutch East India Company. He worked with them doing practical work for four months.
1: <laughs> this is like early days undercover boss. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you know, you know, you know, uh, Peter, because he's not going to mm-hmm. change his name. That shipwright who's been uh, working with you for the past four months. He's actually the czar. It's like, oh, my, oh my God.
0: God. Okay. The thing is, he did actually disguise himself as a diplomat. Of course he did. Except that no one who was in charge of a country was fooled by this because he was six foot eight. That's
1: also a very good point. Like, anyone who knows him is immediately going to go, that giant over there, yeah. that's the Tsar. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to sort of hunch over to look smaller, and it's like, how does he look bigger? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? <laughs> he plays with perspective. Oh, my God. It's like that thing. Oh, no, no, sorry. What was that? <laughs> oh, I just remembered from... Um, uh the xi jin liu book the uh the three body problem trilogy with the man who his perspective never changes oh yes so when you see him very far away he looks like he's a giant (laughs) but when you get closer to him he looks like a normal man because he's just his perspective doesn't
0: change (laughs) it's mad it's a very strange book that one it is yes Okay, so he also spent a lot of time in England, like I said, um, and he looked at how the Royal Navy worked mm-hmm. and also did things like met Sir Isaac Newton yeah, um, and stayed in the house of an important diarist from the time who okay. was incredibly angry about the whole thing because apparently they ruined his garden. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: He just walked. Really, I think it was more a case that he just decided to go on a walk one day and his giant feet just trampled (laughs) the garden in one enormous footprint.
0: I think it was because he took so many people with him. I think he took like 20 diplomats (laughs) and two dwarfs and some soldiers who were all the same height as him.
1: And he took them to uh, when he was at the docks working as a shipwright as well. And they're like, why does that guy have so many friends? (laughs) And why do they do nothing? (laughs)
0: Or maybe they just did everything and he sat back and was like, I'm learning. Yeah,
1: that's actually... Yeah, you know what? Okay, I can see that happening.
0: (laughs) To be fair, I think he did actually take on the work in the shipbuilding. Well, if
1: you're six foot eight, you've got to have a certain advantage. Yeah. And I'm imagining he's a brawny man.
0: I think so. I think so.
1: Strong enough to shave a beard off an unwilling man.
0: (laughs) Well, he definitely was that. Apparently, he wasn't very good at shaving. I mean... There were some accidents. Okay.
1: (laughs) So he did Sweeney Todd it up.
0: Not that bad, actually. I think people were just a bit scarred.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. That's fine, then. (laughs) They call it duelling scars.
0: All the duelling scars in those 19th century fiction things are actually just because of the Tsar shaving off your beard.
1: (laughs) It became a tradition, a deadly tradition.
0: (laughs) So as soon as Peter came back to Russia, he wanted to implement European standards in everything, including fashion.
1: Right, okay.
0: Um. And so this was the reason why he felt that they needed to shave off their beards. He wanted people to move on from Russian traditions to a more European and enlightened point of view. And he felt like everything to do with Russia had to change, including people's costumes and beards.
1: Wait, wait, okay. So what you're telling me is Peter the Great mm-hmm. went on a gap yard. Yes. Yes then came back and was like, oh my God, everything's so amazing over there. They do these things in such fantastic modern styles. We really have to do it here. And you know, I'm the czar, so I'm gonna make sure we do it here. Come over here, bring me your beard, getting rid of that. No, 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 that's that's so old fashioned, yeah. This is how they do it in the Netherlands. Yes. (laughs) Okay.
0: Peter the Great's Great Embassy was effectively the same as a teenager coming back from Sri Lanka and deciding that they need to paint a mandala on their wall. Of
1: course. Excellent. Except that you've got the power to make sure everyone else goes along with your choices. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Okay. So you started off, I had this, when we started off, I had this like grand picture of Peter the Great, you know, empire builder, giant Mm -hmm. of a man, everything Mm -hmm. like that. And as it's gone along just seems a bit weird <laughs> like a bit of an overgrown student
0: <laughs> i mean i'm going to, i think we can i think we can get him back from this i okay. think we can come okay. back from the edge on this one okay. um, i think basically he was just a little bit over enthusiastic when he'd first come back you know
1: yeah i get that
0: um so the fashion in russia as i've said was to have really long beards and this was the first thing that peter decided he needed to get rid of yeah he might have wanted to do this for a different reason as well Basically, at the time, there was a lot of support for the church. Right. And people might follow the church's advice rather than the Tsar's advice.
1: Okay.
0: And as you know, the priests of the Orthodox Church traditionally wear long beards, and there was a belief that you needed to be seen as a whole man including all of your beard in order to get into heaven so it's a very religious thing to do yeah now the enlightenment didn't preclude religion yeah but it did have a slightly less i guess extreme following of religion Mm. than had been seen before
2: yeah
0: um so suddenly In Russia, being clean-shaven would show your loyalty to the Tsar instead of to the church.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, And also, I'm going to point out, he quickly realised that he couldn't shave everyone. He did try. (laughs) Apparently, he did send people round to other parties that were happening on the same day to get shaved.
1: I like to imagine he was like, no, I personally will shave every man in Russia.
0: But he realised that there was something even better he could do. Okay. So, I've mentioned he... Wanted to have a lot of wars, yeah. particularly against the Ottomans. Okay. You know what you need to have a war? Money. Yes.
1: Lots and lots of money. Yes. So he will shave the beards, mm-hmm. reduce them down into their composite carbon,
0: <laughs> yeah. compress
1: that carbon into diamonds, and then sell it on the international diamond market.
0: A little bit simpler than that. Okay. He created. How is it simpler than that? <laughs> he created a beard tax.
1: Oh, that is simpler, yes.
0: It was very simple. Well, yeah, fair enough. Um, it... He created it in 1698, yeah. and it managed to last all the way until 1772, which was 40-odd wow. years after he died.
1: Wow, that's yeah. crazy. That seems like something that's going to be the first to go.
0: You'd thought so, <laughs> but no, this tax lasted a reasonable amount of time. So the tax levied depended on the status of the bearded man.
1: Ah, okay. I thought you were going to say the state of the beard.
0: Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs>
1: Your beard's got crumbs in it. Extra, I don't know what currency. Rubles. Rubles. An extra few rubles there.
0: <laughs> so if you were associated with the imperial court, the military, or the government, you were charged 60 rubles a year. Right. If you were well a wealthy merchant, you were charged 100 rubles per year. Oof. Other merchants and townsfolk tended to be charged 60 rubles a year. Right. Right. Um, muscovites so people living in moscow were charged 30 rubles per year Mm -hmm. and peasants were charged two half copecks every time they entered a city okay if they didn't pay the tax yeah the police were allowed to shave off their bids
1: (laughs) oh that's amazing isn't that great yeah you've got to you've got to love the idea of them recruiting a police barber Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: mm-hmm I suspect they just got the regular police I mean, to do it. I mean, yeah,
1: probably. But, you know, you want to give a bit of class to it. One would have hope a, so. Have a bit of toilet water for <laughs> afterwards.
0: Um, so I suspect you might be wondering, mm-hmm. how did the police know if people had paid the tax?
1: I, I hadn't actually thought about that. But yes, that's a very good point.
0: But don't worry, because Peter the Great did think about this. Okay. When you paid your tax annually, you got given a special coin. Right. And on one side, it mentions that it is the beard tax. Right. And it's got this amazing picture of a nose, moustache and beard.
1: Oh, that's amazing. It's super cute. <laughs> that's adorable. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's like... If you go into Google and just put in Russian beard tax, it's like the first image, it seems.
0: Yeah, it really is. <laughs> That's um, there great. are only two of these surviving. Really? Yes. And one of them was only found back in, uh, I think, 2015, wow. 2016.
1: Wow. Where did they all go?
0: I have no idea. But there must have been Ooh. quite a lot of them. You'd because think so. They made one every year yeah. and they would print the date on it so that you knew you paid for the year.
1: That's bizarre. That's almost like a historical mystery or something. I
0: think they melted them down.
1: Well, I mean, that's the boring answer. I know. Yeah.
0: But what if the aliens wanted them? I know. What if that's right? why they invaded?
1: <sighs> yes.
0: Yes. Anyways, so uh, you've got your little beard tax token you had to carry around with you all the time if you had a beard.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so you could present it to the police. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this would mean if you suddenly decided you wanted to grow a beard halfway through the year. Presumably you still have to pay for the
1: whole year. I mean, I guess you have to like put in a permit for beard growth.
0: I guess so. And maybe pay
1: in advance, which is really going to be a bugger if you're like a young man trying to grow your first beard and like, you know, mm-hmm. you can't really grow a very good beard, but you've already paid the beard tax. And it's like, well, I'm going to have to keep the shitty beard because I've paid for it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, I feel sorry for that person.
0: That must have happened at some point. I'm sure it did.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So... Like I had said before, this was a quite an unpopular tax at the beginning.
1: I'm not surprised.
0: I've got a quote here from Ivan the Terrible, Ooh. a previous Tsar of Russia yeah. from the 1500s. He said that shaving the beard is a sin that the blood of all martyrs will not wash away. Damn. It would mean blemishing the image of man as God created him.
1: Wow, they're really serious about this whole keep your beard thing.
0: They were. Oof. But... Actually, it seems that on the whole, Peter's ideas worked, at least on members of the court. Right, yeah. So by the time of the Napoleonic Wars, most of the courtiers were either clean-shaven or they wore like a moustache in the Western style. Um, And Tolstoy makes a point of pointing out that they are so westernized that most courtiers at the time of napoleon's wars yeah so the 1815 type yeah. era um were so westernized that most of them spoke french with russian as almost a second language
1: oh right i see because mm-hmm. you've told that to me before yeah um about like uh russian nobility suddenly having to learn russian yeah because they only really spoke french
0: this is a thing in war and peace um which barnaby is propping his microphone up on (laughs) at the moment don't tell
1: them (laughs) that trade (laughs) secrets
0: it's it's backstage interest Uh, it's letting them know how things get made yeah fair enough um so
1: (laughs) amelia's propping hers up on a yoga block it's not, actually. Oh, the computer's in the way. It's a box. Oh, it's just a box. That's boring. I'm sorry. I'll do yeah. something more interesting next time. Yeah, prop it up on Lombardi as he's down here. Hey, boy. How you doing? You having fun? Any contributions? Nope, no contributions. Anyway, sorry, you were saying.
0: That's all right. So, War and Peace. Um, at the beginning, most of the characters speak French, but when they start to get an anti-French sentiment because napoleon is invading yeah and everyone starts to seek out russian tutors to try and learn russian and there are all these moments where people start off a sentence in russian and then realize that they can't speak russian as well as they want to express their ideas and have to change into french halfway through yeah it's wild
1: okay fair enough
0: (laughs) i have a lot of faith in tolstoy because he does tend to quote historians a lot i think he was like actually quite serious about the history of the time. Okay,
1: well that um, explains why this book is so goddamn thick. It is thick, full of sources. <laughs> that explains why it's so sticky too.
0: Gross. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, finishing up, there was a practical side to this westernisation. Yeah. Um, with the various advances that Peter made, he was able to strengthen the state. Okay. He built he built a better system of administration for Russia. Um, he made several small territorial gains, both. Um, in the south and in the north as well around right. Sweden and he started a process of industrialization that meant that by the time he had finished his reign Russia was the biggest producer of iron in Europe
1: and diamonds from all those beard fibres
0: oh uh, that's true the diamonds <laughs> you can't forget them I mean
1: okay Are you saying that the industrialization is the direct cause, uh, like, result from the beard tax?
0: No. What I'm saying is that Peter the Great was a holistic reformer.
1: Okay. He just wanted to reform everything. Yes. Fair enough. I
0: think the way he saw it was you need to be modern in all your respects in order to modernise things.
2: Right. Okay. so...
0: Like, if you're going to be European, you can't be European but still have Russian-style beards. Right. You can't have Russian-style robes either. You need to change your outfits in order to change your ideas.
1: Right. Did he consider just having this be a thing for his court? Because, like, you said it sort of caught on at court. Huh? Yeah. Um, But not so much in the public. I mean, I guess it is still a good way to make some extra money, but... It just seems like you could get away with it a lot easier. Actually, was there any backlash about this, really? like You said it was unpopular at the time, mm-hmm. but then it lasted 40 years after his death.
0: Yeah, there wasn't a massive backlash as far as I could find out.
1: Wow, oh, okay. Everyone was just like, cool, we don't need to have these super long beards now.
0: I think that everyone just kind of went along with it because he was the czar. And and, he was
1: huge. And
0: he was massive.
1: (laughs) And he'd turn up at the doors of people's houses who had long beards and just say, hmm, that's looking a little bit unkempt, sir.
0: Cracks out the massive razor
1: blade. (laughs) (laughs) Just a cavalry saber. Oh my God. (laughs) It's just like, pull out the beard, chop it off in one fell swoop. Mm -hmm. That's to be honest i'm kind of imagining that's more what he would have done at this party
0: i think so just
1: like get out a sword and just hack off some beards <laughs> um because like uh, i'm the alternative is just imagining him like very carefully going up to each individual gentleman with like a a shaving bowl a little brush like whipping up a lather oh no spreading no it on their we're face literally and shaving thinking it that off. he
0: just like hacks off as much of the hair as possible <laughs> and then people have to go and get it done properly another time.
1: Yeah, that definitely makes a lot more sense.
0: Although this does raise a question because presumably there weren't a lot of barbers in Moscow at the time when he did this the first time round if beards were so popular.
1: That's actually a good point, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Did they really have like barber surgeons over there?
0: I have no idea. Another thing to find out about Russia.
1: Yeah, Russia, I don't know a great deal about its history. I think most of my knowledge from russian history actually comes from this series of flashman books fair enough (laughs) which is probably not the best place to get your historical data from spotty at most yeah
0: (laughs) and only about the crimean war (laughs) which i want to point out does not take place on russian soil no
1: yes but well he does go to russia
0: Oh, yes, he does. I apologise. Yeah,
1: he gets kidnapped for, like, the umpteenth time.
0: Yay! I don't (laughs) know why everyone wants to kidnap him. No. Anyway, book recommendation
1: for you all. (laughs) (laughs) Although it is the book series is very troubling at points yeah um, but at
0: least he points out that it is yes that's it true. Is, it's obviously problematic yeah. rather than trying to be subtle no
1: yeah yeah it's, it, you're definitely not meant to forgive the main character for mm. his various racism sexisms awful acts and yeah. everything like that so
0: the series flashman is about a soldier an officer in the british army during the victorian era and all the awful stuff he does yeah and he's kind of proud of
1: it yeah he yeah he's quite happy with his life of being a really vicious coward.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's a good book series, yeah. but not one if you're
1: faint-hearted. Yeah, that's. I think that's a fair summation. Yeah. Okay, so we've got our beard tax. Yep. Lasting for quite some time. Do you know if anyone else has ever tried something like this?
0: Well, that's a difficult point.
1: Okay. Because
0: when I looked up the beard tax. Yeah. Um, I found lots of people saying that. Actually, Henry VIII also had a beard tax.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, However, I looked this up. Apparently, there's no proof of it. It's one of those things that was rumoured. Right. And seems to have become one of those things on the internet that kind of gets stuck into every single article because everyone's read an article by someone saying there was a beard tax, so they
1: put that in as well. I mean, he's a famously bearded man.
0: But only slightly. I guess we're saying like a bigger beard tax. Right.
1: Okay. So. So
0: not that little goatee type thing that was popular in Henry VIII's day. No,
1: just like if your if your beard is going beyond your knees, yeah. then you're gonna you're gonna be taxed.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's no proof of this at oh, all. Okay. Um, historians have looked for uh, information on this, and nope, it's come from somewhere. No one. No,
1: no one else has decided to change the fashion of the court or the whole country forcibly by taxation. <laughs>
0: It's possible that they might have done something else forcible by taxation, but not Beards. No, Beards uh, yeah. specifically, we only have Peter the Great and his fascination with westernisation.
1: Fair enough. Well, if you are an aspiring political candidate, this is a possible way that apparently you can make money for the government and not many people are really going to care, apparently. So... I think
0: it might not work in England. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Although, wasn't, wasn't Thatcher quite famously hated beards.
0: Thatcher did hate beards. She thought that the chin was the eye to the soul.
1: Um... (laughs) Did she actually, or is it just like a...
0: I don't know, that... I've always been told that.
1: I've heard it as well, but I'm pretty sure I heard it, oh, I think it was on QI or something, someone said it. Okay. So I think it might have been a joke. But I do not like, she did famously hate beards. She did, she, she had she...
0: an unbearded cabinet.
1: Yes, she 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 would not allow any members of her cabinet to have a beard.
0: Oh, this is just one of the reasons why my mum quite likes Margaret Thatcher, because oh, she hates no. beards. Well,
1: okay, yes, but she did a lot of awful stuff as well.
0: It doesn't matter, at least she got rid of beards.
1: Your mum's politics are mad. Oh, I yeah, love yeah, it. <laughs>
0: Anyway, thank you so much for listening to That Time When.
1: If you want, you can follow us on Twitter at That Time When 4. If you give us a little mention, we'll give you a shout out on the episode. You can suggest ideas to us if you know more about Russian history than we do. And quite frankly, most of you will. You can suggest a topic or just give us a little, just have a little chat with us. Uh, That's at our email, ttwpod at gmail.com and thank you as ever to kevin mcleod for our theme song anachronist and pretty much any other episode any other episode any other music i've put in this episode that's what i meant to say oh dear how embarrassing it's (laughs) been
0: a long sunday
1: (laughs) well see you next week bye